the night closes in, children. So gather around the flickering glow of the computer screen for another episode of Destroy All Clickbait, in which we uh, poke at the ashes of the internet and see what ghouls emerge. I'm Adam. With me, as always, are Ing and Avi. Hello. Hello. I'm here. And, yes, it's uh, mid midsummer, so we're... Um, We've, as always, got some stuff to show you. Uh, I, I did think it was a little interesting. Um, I guess it was two shows ago now. We talked about, we were talking about QAnon. And, uh, oh, yeah, that blew up again for some reason. Yeah, yeah by the time that show hits the air, it's going to be this week where everyone... And it's weird because some people have been talking about it for months. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the whole Roseanne thing. Yeah. Uh, and yet, for some reason... Um, this week, there was a whole thing about it. I don't know why. Or someone, uh, there was like a report on it. Oh, yeah? Oh. Who, who was it specifically? I, for the life of me, can't remember, but it was a thing that, like, this is, uh, like was... a look into the conspiracy theory that is driving Trump's most radical yeah. supporters sort of thing, and it, like, talked about Gamergate and this stuff, and right. I remember that it specifically framed it like, oh, that this seemed like a harmless conspiracy, that uh, here's a guy who showed up with a gun at a preschool or yeah. something demanding to know where the, I don't know, child slave pits or whatever are. I'm not getting this right. I should stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, well, yeah, there was the guy who was on a dam. That was the one I remember. Dam, that's uh-huh. it. That's right. A he drove his thing onto the Hoover Dam looking for... The Hoover Dam. Uh, I guess looking yeah. uh, for where they yeah, keep Megatron or whatever. Yeah, here's yeah. the thing. They allow tours of the Hoover Dam. The Hoover Dam is a very big building. Yeah. yeah. Most of it is it's, taken yeah. up by the power plant. Because mm-hmm. it's a very big power plant. Yep. No, and yet, somehow he thought that was the best way to go to deal with the secret conspiracy... Which is uh, keeping everything, keeping us all in chains, apparently, while Trump is doing nothing but good. And the fact that we think that Trump is bad is just further proof of the conspiracy, apparently. Okay. Um, but it, so, it, that's how it works. It's it's literally just opposite land for them. So. Yeah, here's the th- that's, so here's yeah, the thing that's how I actually, works. Here's the thing I actually wanted to discuss. Okay. Yes. To a debate because somebody did a good thing saying that QAnon is basically the only way Trump's most like venomous supporters can coincide the idea of this God Emperor Trump with the reality mm-hmm. of what we get. Mm, right. Right. And, no, that makes sense. And it's like yeah, otherwise 100%. because it's like well they invested a lot of it. Some of them might have lost friends and family, and thus now there's a huge investment bias. So mm-hmm. there's a huge incentive to believe outrageous things. And meanwhile, my pet theory of it is that most of them do not actually believe it. Like, yeah. believe it when we talk about, like, what do you believe in your heart of hearts? And right. all that. Yeah. And it is basically um, an equivalent to, like, a ARG, well, where they are following it along to feel excited there and basically that it's fascist slender man where That's people don't believe yeah. it yeah. yeah people don't <laughs> genuinely believe it but it's fun to pretend to believe it right yeah i think it goes a little further than that because they don't deep down believe it but it's the kind of thing where they've all been 
role-playing it for so long, they've gotten really into it, and they, you know, nobody wants to break the spell. And yeah, it's like, like it's become kind of too real at this point. Yeah, like and, yeah, and, and like <laughs> and the Slenderman, like yeah. the Slenderman whole mythos thing where it gets that, and then you get some people on the edges who sincerely do believe that. Yeah, isn't Slenderman? based on a real myth, but because of no. various reasons, mostly because of the internet, it got stretched out of proportion that he doesn't resemble the original myth anymore? No, he... Um, um okay, so there... Alright, how do I put it? It's not based on an original myth, because we know where it came from. There right, have right. been uh, retro definite... Uh, you know what a backronym is? I think so, yeah. yeah. So an acronym is a, like it's a when, thing where, okay, there you just take the first letter of each word for a unit, and a backronym is where you start out with the word, usually uh, because it's cool, and then come out with what words make it up. Okay. And it's, it kind of did a There's backronym awesome history ladies. of Slenderman connecting him mm -hmm. post-fact to... Right folkloric figures that kind of match. Okay. Well, where did you said you knew where he came from, so where did he come from originally? Uh, it comes from the Something Awful forums where right. it was a was eventually they did, turned into a video game. Yeah, but they did um, like one of the fun things they did was creepy photoshopped contests where mm -hmm. it would be take like right. a contest and you know it, try to add it there and somebody did like, this Slenderman character into one that uh, won it there, and yeah, that's the most popular one oh. from that. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't and realize then, that it was a photo contest. Yeah, and yeah. then... I, I, it, I thought it was a creepypasta. Yeah, and, no, the creepypastas came out from the photos, because oh, okay. it's yeah. like, it's, for some reason this hit and made a big wave, and then mm. the creepypastas came out to justify sharing the photos around. Yep. I see. And then the video games, I guess, got made at that point, and it just sort of blew up from there because YouTube. So right. yeah, and then you well, well before of, that, you had a bunch of people doing ARGs with it, like Marvel yeah. Hornets and. Uh, Sorry, what's an ARG? I'm not I'm alternate aware. reality game. Okay. Where oh all right, uh, kind of the thing where it presents in some form a media that is the narrative. And oh, that's presented okay, in that this is a real thing that exists in this world. Like with the Slenderman ones, it will be... Uh, the Marble Hornets is the most recognizable one, so it's that somebody noticed this figure in old videos, and then, it, and then when they were doing video vlogs, it starts showing up in theirs as well, and they start recording it because they don't remember seeing this, but it's preserved in the video, and it goes on to this whole thing. And right. outside multimedia elements are brought in to encourage viewer participation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that yes. the yeah, that's plot... Yeah, kind of fun... Yeah, so that, like, the plot in some ways will stall and not move forward until someone in the audience uh, follows breadcrumbs and uncovers the basically the next key that unlocks it. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... That's the kind of thing that the internet always used to do that was fun. Yeah. You know, like where you just have a group of people on a forum or something gathering around and building up a whole mythos. The other one I remember people doing that for was um, uh, when uh, when Community, the show Community, introduced uh, 
uh, Inspector Space Time. Oh. Was the the <laughs> alternate the alternate version of Doctor Who that they created for, yeah. uh, for Community. And the and some forums kind of ra- and it was just a little background gag for the show, which actually got a little out of hand because fans got so <laughs> obsessed with well, it. Well, that's that they- just fandom in general. Um, yeah, that just happens, unfortunately. Um, well, I mean, it was fun. It was entertaining and everything. I wouldn't yeah. begrudge them anything. the The big thing that happened with that that was kind of a bit sad. Uh, was that the actor they had on Community? Uh-huh. Um, when I say it got out of hand, I mean on the show more than on the forums. Oh God! Because they just they kept going back to that well a little too much, and they uh-huh. went to a Inspector Spacetime uh, convention, and, and it was just kind of a throwaway joke, and they maybe milked it a little too hard. That's all. But the thing that was kind of funny about it was the guy um, who played um, the inspector in that like two or three clips that they did. Uh, then went out and launched a Kickstarter to do a real Inspector Spacetime oh uh, on his own, oh um, thinking he could bribe this to stardom. And he, d- of course, didn't have the rights to it or anything. Of course not. <laughs> and, and, and NBC, sort of, or whoever owned Community at that point, k- sort of came down on him and said, and that's kind of why they mercifully did away with uh, Inspector Spacetime, because of that. Oh. Um, but, um, and it was a little bit sad. For, I felt a little sad for that guy, but that was not a smart move to just run <laughs> off and, and try to claim that as your intellectual property no. and make that your big break. You know? No, I forget so. the guy who's behind Community, but it's... Dan Harmon. Yeah, because even he's just kind of like, at, after a certain point, I remember he was just kind of like, I don't know why we're still on the air, but thanks. Um, yeah. Um, so it's it's not surprising that the guy didn't go to the go to him and be like, "Hey, can we make this fake show a real thing?" <laughs> Question mark. Um, I I don't know. That seems like it would be a neat thing to do if they if he'd actually thought about it. Yeah, they, uh, obviously. But considering the community was kind of this weird, like shot in the dark in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. I can well, imagine I mean, can... why some people wouldn't have wanted to do that, but. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, everyone, I, I like they could have done exactly what they did to run a Kickstarter and everything. They just should have made sure that you know Harmon or, or NBC or whoever was on board did what they did. That's all. So that was the problem. Yeah, I mean, asking first would have been smart and just been like, "Hey, I wanna, I wanna do this character and make a thing, even if yeah. it's like a bunch of YouTube shorts." That's still right, been which fine. is what he wanted to do. I think okay. was the idea. Yeah, yeah. but um, um, anyway, also well, sorry. Like for big ones, there um, when the Dark Knight was coming out, there was a Joker themed ARG. I remember. Oh, okay. involving okay. that of uh, like stuff written in character as Heath Ledger's Joker, providing a set of uh, clues for people to follow. That I think eventually uh, led to a uh, something that would reveal like the first uh, preview of the first reveal of the Joker's look. I think. Okay. This is before the Dark Knight came out. Yeah, this was this right. was uh, pre- this was PR for the Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, more recently, uh, cartoonist and animator Alex Hirsch did one mm-hmm. um, in the to celebrate the conclusion of Gravity Falls, encouraging people okay. to look for clues throughout the uh, Western. United States to specifically four places from his childhood that influenced Gravity Falls oh. and event okay. for the uh, conclusion that it would eventually lead to the hidden uh, body of the character Bill Cipher. 
which was an actual statue (laughs) that was made and hidden in the woods, and completing the puzzles and finding the clues led you to the uh, geocache location. Yeah. Wait, when you you say his body, you mean, like... Because he was the little demon pyramid guy, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, spoiler, he dies at the end, and all that remains is the petrified remains of his body. Yeah. Oh, okay, I don't quite remember that, but okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, That's a little macabre for a kid's show contest. Especially one that's on Disney Channel, but hey! (laughs) Well, it was always a bit of a weirdo show. Oh, yeah! It was a a creepypasta... Went into a fun snafu because apparently they thought it was okay, but some local police didn't agree so, so there were pictures reported of (laughs) from Alter saying bad news, Bill has been arrested. (laughs) (laughs) And it's pictures of the police have basically um what do you call it, like um seized the statue and are holding it in evidence. (laughs) Oh my god! Wow. Okay, I did Wait, not what, know how, about this. I don't. How was it hurting anyone? Why well, feel the, I don't or, know. I guess because they weren't allowed to put up a statue there, and it's I, I think it generally was the feeling that it's not hurting anyone. It's in the middle of the woods, so was it care, private property or did. public property that people weren't supposed to go on or something to that effect it must it, have been it spooked out a white person so they had to call the cops yeah, so yeah. but yeah it was intended to be that it would just be the statue left in the woods for people to find to uh, you know, uh-huh. build on the weird things that influenced <laughs> the series yeah huh that's kind of neat I did, that's and it's totally up Alex Hirsch's alley. He like the entire show is is based on that yeah, yeah. kind of premise, which is great. Americana, so. X Files kind of stuff, and yeah, also sorry. just finding clues within the show, since every single um, episode has a cipher at the end of it that uh, mm. that that uh, people have figure out in like less than five minutes after the show airs. So yeah, <laughs> so Both. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, those... Right, and those count as ARGs, too, because frequently their messages are written in uh, the Mm -hmm. character of Bill. Yep. (laughs) Talking directly to (laughs) the audience. Sometimes they're they're just random commentary, just in terms of the show itself. And I think one of them was telling you what the next week's cipher is going to be also. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, like I said, that's totally up Alex Hirsch's alley, and he just does that kind of stuff all the time, which is why I'm curious if he'll ever do another show ever again but yeah i was gonna say what's he up to these days alex hirsch mostly it's just stuff regarding gravity falls like the the, biggest thing is the gravity falls comic yeah yeah because disney in all of their intelligence and marketing skills decided to make uh merchandise after the show has ended rather than during the show is going on while the show is going on it it still has a pretty strong following so it's probably they can probably sell it they had a strong following going like five episodes in five episodes in and there was already a fan podcast for the show huh like, okay. yeah, yeah, the Gravity Falls Gossiper, which is hilarious, and you should listen to it if only, I think it's like the fifth episode, they somehow got in contact with Alex Hirsch, who they interviewed as Grunkle Stan. <laughs> <laughs> so for no other reason, you go onto iTunes and, and listen to their podcast, listen to at least that episode, because it's a great episode. <laughs> yeah, Alex Hirsch loves this shit. There was also one recently I 
that of supposedly of uh, in character of Mabel releasing a video game of a Grunkle dating simulator in the vein oh of uh, Dream Daddy. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Dream Daddy, okay. Uh, do you know Dream about Robot. Dream Daddy? <laughs> I know of it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. To well, I hope that... I hope, to date, I hope to that game you, ends in Eldritch Horror. <laughs> yeah. What are the, to which you could date one of her two elderly great-uncles. Oh my god. <laughs> That's right, she had two. She yeah. has two, but yeah. yeah, again, I hope that game at least ends in the Eldritch Horror that was no, almost it... planned for Dream Daddy. So. Well, it... <laughs> now, if I remember, the Eldritch Horror one was uh, planned to be like an, a Halloween Easter egg. Oh, really? Okay. That Because uh... people, they uncovered it via data mining, right? Yeah. It was data yeah. mine that they found it, um, because I believe if you were able to play through it, it tended to glitch out, or it didn't necessarily use the right images, and then it also right. introduced another character, uh, who is also a single father, um, and presumably by introducing that character, introducing that new character, you can play through the game again, and instead date that new character if you want to. So... But obviously it was never released, and uh, I think the team that made Dream Daddy is going to do another project, because they've been posting, so I don't know, we'll see what happens. So, And I actually hadn't gotten uh, far enough through the game to uncover anything like that, but supposedly there's elements of that in the uh, Doki Doki Literature Club game. Yes, and I have played through all of it. I think I've gotten all of the endings because I think I have all of the uh, the achievements for Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, because you can do a whole bunch of weird shit with that game. Um, yeah, I haven't gotten uh, too far in playing with it, so so far it just seems like a, a regular game with interesting mechanics. For the most part, yeah, but if you do certain things uh, before you even start up the game, like if you start with a new save file, like completely brand spanking new, and you delete certain characters, <laughs> um, it it causes certain things to trigger, and it's a little disturbing, and people really shouldn't play Doki Doki Literature Club if they're a little sensitive. Um, and I do mean that seriously, like if you're sensitive to certain topics, Doki Doki Literature Club really isn't a game that you should play. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which is still weird because I've managed to avoid anything relating spoilers or that somehow. And, really? Yeah, and have not come to anything that hints it's going in any direction like that. So, let's see what's how going far on. Are you, how far yeah. are you into it? I have to ask Not this. far at all. I haven't gotten far at all. Okay, because it does take a while to get to that stuff. But you should pay attention to all of the dialogue that the girls are giving you, because all of their dialogue hints at various neuroses. <laughs> I, I don't get video games, you guys. I do not understand video games. These are visual novels, so they're not yeah, even the are, most complex of video games These are either, the most accessible of video games. Yeah. Because it's all based on text and um, yeah, yeah, and uh, dialogue maps, basically. So, hmm. but yeah, 
yeah, no, I've I've completed Doki Doki Literature Club, and it is a good game, but um, it it gets kind of intense towards the end because reasons, and I don't want to spoil it for Ink, so I won't say anything more. Um, <laughs> I I should probably check if if this if the sequel has come out yet or not, but yeah, it's a good game. In any case, where were we talking about again? Uh, we were talking about ARGs, and we were also talking about. If you want to go way back, we were talking about QAnon. Well, oh, yeah, right, QAnon. I, which... The gist of it is that, like, the fun things that, like, those uh, ARGs make for people is what I think fuels uh, the QAnon, that it's just the fascist version of that. Especially reading into the logo that they refer to the hints as breadcrumbs, which yeah, yeah. is logo also shared with ARGs. Right. Like, a breadcrumb is... Well, it's... It, yeah. A breadcrumb is the things that, you know, lead the viewer to the next part of it. Right. Yeah. No, the, well, the guy who's running, whoever the Q guy is, he's he's very clearly just some guy chuckling at himself, getting everyone all wrought up and doing crazy uh, crazy clues to get everyone running around. So, I mean, this sounds even closer than I'd at first imagined, based on your description of it. Yeah. Uh, th- just that this guy, yeah. No, it this guy's fits clearly... A... Okay, so, going back to the Slenderman ones, one of the ones, uh, Everyman Hybrid, where, jeez, this is probably the worst uh, radio show ever, but... Um, yeah. Are you kidding? We've the made premise a of one is that... It, it, QAnon is Slenderman. That's yeah, the, the basic... That's, cracked it wide open. Yeah, the basic premise <laughs> of it is it's a YouTube channel that was supposed to be a uh, how-to-do-fitness uh, gym-free, um, but it quickly descends into a... Uh, Twin Peaks like story and when Slenderman shows up and stuff and there's a character kind of equivalent to uh, uh, Evil Bob from Twin Peaks in that it is a force that possesses people and a big thing in that story is that that character called Habit uh, challenged a bunch of the viewers to a series of contests and that which viewers actually had to participate in do- and do in order to find like a geocache and the pay and the YouTube page would not update until somebody actually found it and thus moved the story forward. Hmm. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Hmm. And that that does So sort of just describe- imagine <laughs> that only rather than uh find uh this geo is like the reward for it is uh, finding a geocache and being integrated into the videos as a minor character, and instead it's things like telling you go take a gun to a pizza place. Right. <laughs> oh, jeez. I or they think it is. Yeah. And then yeah, and, and uh, as they want I think I mentioned us last time. Every so often, yeah. <laughs> every so often with the QAnon, you'll get someone who goes, uh, "Yeah," and also Lucifer is sending his angelic requires in in morse code to tell me to like they they inject like religion into it and then everyone else gets really quiet like it's like that's that's where you're obviously getting the people who really do believe this and they really are into this Mm -hmm. in a way that um that the the 
the, 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 the cosplayers as they, and you know, the funny thing about a lot of the QAnon people, if you, what you'll see them start to argue and some of them will say, is he a LARP? Like, i.e., is he just someone who's playing a game with us all? Yeah. And some of them will just flat out say, oh, I think he's a LARP. But he's uncovering so much interesting information that is so relevant that, and he's he's waking people up to how great Trump is and stuff like that. And it's like, so you're admitting that he's just lying and making stuff up, but you still think he's useful as a source of information for all those unenlightened normies, I guess. Like it's yeah. the 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 logic. But that's the thing. <laughs> oh, it's like what you know what? Yeah, once you lie, people can see how great Trump is. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's pretty. That becomes nakedly the, the. You know, there was a brief time where I thought, hey, well, maybe if you talk to these guys and go, hey, you know, there is a lot of uh, awful government stuff going on right now, and uh, Trump is part of it, because I thought they were just so anti-government, they'd follow that route. But no, they don't. They, no, don't, they don't care. They just shit. want an excuse to 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 you know excuse everything Trump is doing. Basically, that's yeah. all they do. Uh, it's got nothing to do with any outside force. It's just being Trump worshippers, basically. <clears throat> yeah. yeah like, I, like I said uh, before, Trump actually is connected to actual pedophile conspiracies. Yeah, yeah. Everything, literally like, ev everything that, no they're, one, that they hate. And they're not yeah. interested in that. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, even yeah. the whole Russian conspiracy thing, he's admitted yeah. to collusion. He has said yeah. so himself. And but yet, he's this doing is that okay. to throw everyone off his track. Like, there's no explanation, no matter how obvious it is, there's no explanation that will do for these people that isn't just part of a fifth dimensional chess game that Trump is playing. Basically. Right. Which is why um, he's also trying to justify that collusion is not a crime. Okay. You know, okay. It's funny. A few months ago, I did see uh, some some people turning on Trump, um, and it was when he I can't remember what it was. It was, he did something that was like sort of good. I can't, it would not really because he was just throwing it out there, you know, and and then moving on to the next thing. But it was something to do with like not prosecuting immigrants, and at that point. They all shrieked and threw their hands up and said, oh, Trump's been corrupted by the swamp. Oh, he's into... Like, the one time he does something that wasn't 100% awful, they that's when they gave up on him. And, and a bunch of them said, oh, Trump's not... Oh, he's he's not... He's part of it, too. Then he's into it. That's what it took to turn, them on, oh turn Trump on them. Oh, my gosh. So it really is just... Uh, they're all the... Uh, it's, it's, it's an excuse for all the bad stuff that they that they love. I mean, uh, saying it's fascist Slenderman is the cute quip we way. Uh, probably a better historical thing is the uh, Protocols of Zion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. Didn't those... Uh, yeah. And those originated... Uh, the Protocols of the, the Elders um, of Zion. Yeah, it, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion. It was, if I Those originated with, the like, the Russian Tsar, right? Wasn't it? It was their way of kind of being anti- you know, to stomp out the the subversive the elements in their society, yeah. including yeah, including communists, I believe. Right. It was to um, frame the growing communist support as in part of the evil Jewish conspiracy, and that was used right. as evidence by yeah. the Nazis and everyone years later for how yeah for you know why they need to bring a solution to the Jewish problem. Heavy air quotes. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it really, you're right, it really, it's, it's probably, you could probably straight up trace the descent, you know, through the Birchers and through all the, all the various conspiracy theories, but, you know, anti-Semitic and anti-Xenophobic and all those, those guys, uh, you know, because it really is essentially the same intellectual, if you want to call it that, tradition uh, that was obsessed with, uh, you know, anti-Semitic conspiracies. Of course, they all, they all think George Soros is the great mastermind behind everything, um, for some reason. A guy I had ne literally never heard of until I started hearing all these conservatives scream about him. And how he he's my favorite is they believe that every time there's a rally against Trump, it's all people being paid by Soros. Yeah, I yeah. like, fucking wish. Yeah, eight hundred million people come out to protest Trump, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that was all Soros." It's like, how much money do you think this guy has that he can pay all these people independently to come I to mean, this huge rally? He's he, rich, but he's not that rich. No one know? is that rich. Yeah. Well, yeah, that and they're they would excuse it. So I, I actually got one guy linked to me. I was like, yeah, really? You think Soros is, is really like what? Putting ads in the paper? He's like, yes, he is. And he linked to an article and it was like a Breitbart article. And the hilarious thing, it was oh an article saying who wants to come to, it was like for the women's march or whatever, who wants to come to a booth and sell merchandise. That's straight up what it was. We need some people to come to the march and sell merchandise. That was their evidence. Yeah, that's that not the same thing. Well, I know that. And the thing is, it was framed in... It wasn't even Breitbart. It was like some real fringy site. And they put that... That was their one, you know, uh, pearl of evidence. Uh, and they built this elaborate clam around it of just this whole elaborate theory with no other basis for it. And then that was the, the, the article. Like, it produced this one screenshot of a, uh, you know, a, a, a Craigslist ad or whatever looking for some people to man a... a and, like, it, it was slightly vague so you could if you really worked at it you could misinterpret it <laughs> that way as oh yeah we want to hire people to come down like we need to hire people to come down and and but it was clearly talking about manning a merchandise booth too so i mean i they just had to really you know they had to do backflips through logic holes to make it uh sound even remotely sinister but you know just the idea that this is you know they're they're hiring tens of millions of people and somehow it's a secret conspiracy. And no one talks. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Right, and no one talks, which is the big thing for any conspiracy, because the success of a conspiracy, the probability of a conspiracy's success is inverse to how many people have to be directly involved. Exactly. But that's, um, that's not how it works with these guys. No... <laughs> It basically, it almost at a certain point, becomes everyone is in on this except us, but we're also the secret, the people who secretly understand that it's going on, <laughs> and they never quite connect the two logic, the two logically. Uh, anyway, so we'll, we'll, like everyone else, we're. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens now. Like literally, the internet's been a buzz on this the last couple of days in a way that it wasn't before. I think it's um, because now, because I guess whoever wrote it up makes are making more people aware of it. Because a lot of what I've seen is definitely people who are newly aware of QAnon. Yeah, well, it's interesting because the QAnon people themselves, I they feel really so do go... stupid even using the term QAnon like this. Can we at least agree to say it in a funny voice? Canon. Because it's like even saying. 
giving it like Quanon. 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 The Queen on. All like give a voice that agrees that it's the SpongeBob making a chicken mocking voice. Quanon. Quanon. We're gonna call it Quanon. Quanon. There we go. It's but Quanon. Let's go with that. The precursor to aspirin. Quanon. Yes. Which is healthy if you're a Victorian, I guess? I don't know. I'm going to um, assume it killed people because everything killed people. <laughs> well, it was a, it was a dis- Actually, I think it was one of the more... If you had to have an old-timey remedy, I think... It's one of the better ones. It's actually one of the, the better ones. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it's literally just tonic water. Oh, really? Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, so at least it won't hurt you, right? It, or that... tonic water is where you kind of find it. It's from the same source, yeah. Ah. Right. So I think quinine was more opium. concentrated, but no, it actually it actually is har- mostly harmless. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then, like I say, the the opium because that would actually work, but uh, for <laughs> complete other reasons, basically. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, it is it is funny that y- you'll see these guys going the quinine people going, um, you know. Uh, oh, this is great! It's the message is getting out now. People will educate themselves and be red pill. So occasionally they'll give the game away and say red pill. Oh my god! Uh, because they're MRA people, you know. But sometimes they aren't. But they they honestly seem to think that it's good if their message gets out. Uh, like they honestly think it is. They don't. You don't hear them going. Oh, oh, they're propagandizing it. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna turn everyone against us. No, they, they, they're straight up going, oh, it's good if it gets out. People will believe us. Which, which stop! I, reasons... I, which also get the one that kills me. It's like, you believe this great conspiracy with, like, fucking subterranean mole man tunnels transferring preteen mm-hmm. child slaves and everything. And, like, basically just short of having the teleporter pods from They Live and all that. But you don't believe that the media will, like, twist this against you. I'm... There yeah. is just it such be, a. It will be a faithful representation. Yeah, there yeah. is such. There well, is such say. a disconnect between what they think the conspiracy is capable of and why, mm-hmm. for some reason, it is completely incapable of other things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, the classic. Yeah, and it should the be. Classic. And it should be noted. I don't know if this is necessarily the case, but it was true initially a few years ago. But even the brony fandom knew to not go on any reality TV show because <laughs> it would not like actually dis- display who they were effectively. Now, granted, this was before shit really hit the fan with bronies. Um, but even still, even the My Little Pony community recognized that they should not be going on things like um, that one obsession-based reality TV show. That My had- Strange yeah. Addiction. Yes, that one, the, which had, like, people who loved eating mattresses and shit like that. Like, they yeah. knew <laughs> not to get themselves on that TV show no right. matter what. Like, yeah, they, when even they, Brody fandom is far far smarter than you, you know there's something wrong. Yeah, they have the self-awareness. Says I've so. been outwitted by cloppity-clop. <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. No, don't say that. Do you, do you know what clop is? Oh, um, uh, I had I a va- so. I have a vague idea, which is why I specifically. Oh God! Uh, let's not let's not elaborate on that. No, let's, okay. Let's not... <laughs> it's it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah, I, I uh, yes. Uh... I think we get the general uh, the general 
idea. Let's move on. Yeah, okay. Let's see if we can, let's see if, right? so, Okay. Yeah. Let's uh let's get some uh some another clickbait uh, going on here. More something more specific. Uh, uh, you have anything, okay, uh, so I have today? several things. What uh-huh. is not really a clickbait, but it's possibly could talk about it, especially since it involves animation, so uh, we uh, might all be interested in that. The other okay. one is one that I feel kind of is worth talking about, but also it was such a flash in the pan that it's already old news. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Um, well, let's put it this way. I actually don't have a link to it because it just no longer exists. Okay, well, that's a pretty good sign that we and it was <laughs> don't the, need to talk about uh, it. <laughs> Forbes article on... Do we? What even are library anyway? Yeah, oh, that. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's. I. I mean, that's. Yeah. I, I can dig up the link. That's fine. I, we all. Read no, no, it, no. I, I have the anyway, link for we... it. It's not there because Forbes has taken it down because Forbes it got took so it much down heat. and like t- within twenty four hours of yeah, it I'm, blowing up. I'm. So I have the link up and it's a four oh four. Yeah. That's that's actually really interesting because the guy like it was a pretty blatant case of social engineering. Like, let's get people thinking about how libraries are sucking their precious tax dollars and it'll get people thinking it'll, it'll get people thinking about oh, like, you know, just as they do with everything else. Oh, you're right. Libraries are taking all my tax money. You know, they're trying to push an agenda clearly. Mm-hmm. And the guy and there was a whole thing where the guy said, "Oh yeah, he was being paid or rather he was paying uh, to write that in Forbes, somebody was clearly paying to write this plant this in Forbes. Well, and he came let me out clarify: and said, oh, no, 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 no. it was through a system where you pay to get your right. piece published. Oh, right. so well, he actually paid that... far more than what it cost him in taxes to support a library. Yeah, <laughs> talk about yeah. poor have right. books. Yeah, should poor have books? Yeah, well. Again, large, the larger agenda. But it it was a little bit more complex because it did turn out that he was uh, he's on the board at Forbes or whatever. So he didn't just walk in off the street and say, "Hey, I got here's a big." No, he's shiny, the head uh, of an economics he, department. Yeah, that yeah. that part I knew that he was head of an economics department, which you know makes that whole situation worse. But the fact that he's also on the board for Forbes makes it even. Even yeah. more worse than it already yeah. was. Well, like, well, I mean, but Forbes guys, is not... it is a fallacy to look at the source of the argument and not actually argue. You know, the guy's very good point, which was, pores have books. Book question mark? Why yeah. book have pores? Yeah. Why? Why pay taxes for books? Just buy books. Reading agitates the. Uh... The gallbladder of the pores, who could be used, <laughs> but who could, whose meat could is otherwise succulent and tender, uh, and book learning merely dulls their senses and uh, or excites their senses and makes their meat stringy and yeah. Anyway, uh, but anyway, just the the fact that that was it, it's interesting though that they did take it down because it was almost like. This is shedding too much light on what we do here. Oh, I feel like that's the reason they took it down. Yeah. Yeah, but pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, and they said, "Oh, like did they ever give an actual rationale for why it was taken down? Did they say, because oh yeah, we took it down he was because he was commenting it was outside his expertise?'" 
Right. So yes. effectively, because uh, that yeah, he was so full of shit and got called on it by everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which obviously they don't care about per se, but there had to be you know a level where you know oh this isn't doing what we wanted it to do basically. <laughs> Probably, although like it clearly did work in theory. They were getting clicks, and usually clicks right. means money. Well, that's. That's the interesting part, because they're getting clicks, but on the other hand, everyone's laughing at... They really did want to push this theory. So the two capitalist tendencies are battling each other, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Basically, they're just left shaking their fists, seeing, see what happened when poors have book? (laughs) (laughs) Try again in 20 years, when poors no more have book. Uh, well, yes. yeah, that's because in all likelihood, the entire world will just collapse and nobody will oh. have libraries. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm an optimist. I don't believe that will happen, but I know I'm probably dumb for thinking that. But it is very heartening to see everyone just come roaring to the defense of libraries. And literally, I don't think anyone who wasn't like a, a paid professional right-wing troll uh, was like like even the ones who are right wing but have some modicum of I don't know decorum or sense mm-hmm. were just at least they knew to stay out of it and not jump in on it you know like there's there's people who get make a living again trolling and getting clickbait I'm sure like Dinesh <laughs> D'Souza or somebody came in and said yes she's right poor not have book is good <laughs> but um, or Ben Shapiro or one of those guys. But the people who actually like to be taken semi-seriously, uh, they didn't bother. Step Even if they're like, yes, taxes are bad if they pay for, you know, your child's yes, insulin. Yes, finally, uh, pours no book. <laughs> yeah, they knew that was, uh, as they say, as who is it who always says on Twitter, oh yeah, he says the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet, um, usually talking about Trump. Just that they give the, they give the game away, and that was I think that was an article that gave the game away a little bit too much. Uh, for like, we want to get rid of libraries, but we don't want people. Where it was too soon to have people out there talking about how libraries all needed to be destroyed. Mm. Um, so that's if we're being speaking of conspiracy theories. But I I mean it's hard not to conclude that that's what happened. I mean I it's mean, not really a theory because it's that it was out enough in the open that people were easily able to. Like, just take a stick and poke the leaves away, and oh, see yeah. that, like, yeah. this seemingly person, what looked like to be a person, just, you know, crouched behind a bush talking, was just, you know, just the head and torso, and it was a bunch of wire works and everything leading up to, like, basically Mr. Burns behind it a shed. Uh... Yeah. Mr. Snrub with a yeah. false mustache. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, that was pretty... That was, um, yeah, again, that was a, that was a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they exposed themselves a little too much, I think, on that Speaking one, so. of exposing yeah, themselves, right. I'm going to transfer this to the other one, which I sent a link to, because yes. this is the other closest <laughs> Yes, I just saw that. Uh... So we go from poor so have me... books to Bigfoot has dick? Bigfoot has junk? Yes. Well, as we, as you... As you may know, well, yeah, Ing, exp- explain the, if, in case there's someone who, somewhere who has not heard the context uh, of Bigfoot uh, this this week, so, maybe you'd like to explain it, it for us. Yeah. Lezret, and I have to specify, I'm not making any of this up, <laughs> yeah. Leslie Cockburn, 
is running uh, against um, the Republican candidate, Denver Riggleman. Denver Riggleman. <laughs> <laughs> Which already makes this ridiculous, but okay. Who previously had been on camera campaigning with a white supremacist, and Leslie Cockburn mm-hmm. uh, released in a tweet that he is, according seemingly from his Instagram account, a devotee of Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> this is not what we need on Capitol Hill. Not what we need on Capitol Hill. Yes. That's the biggest understatement of the world. Like, it's like, it, it's kind of like, you know, Nazi Bigfoot fetishes. That's okay on their own time, but on that Capitol Hill, we should definitely not have that. Like, there's, it's almost implying there's a context in which this is fine, really. <laughs> Look, but that's not what we need on Capitol Council, Hill. We can have Fiora Bigfoot, but not on uh, Capitol Hill. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, so considering there's two one things of the most... I have. Go, go ahead. You're fine. No, you go ahead. Um, I was gonna... Then go ahead. So, one thing that I have to bring up is that, yes, Bigfoot erotica is a real thing, and I think possibly the most infamous installment of it is a movie called The Geek. Okay. Where, Interesting. Let me just say that the premise of is it it's the premise of people are camping Bigfoot has their way with them, and then it why it got popular on the internet is because the ending of it is one of the people basically shaking their fist and saying, someday somebody's gonna get that filthy animal, and then it ends. <laughs> Just abruptly okay. to... But where it's like the thing at the beat there, it's like, oh, um, that's odd for... It's like, imagine like an episode of Supernatural or The X-Files where the monster comes up messes with people initially and people say that monster's a jerk and then walk away and you don't have the rest <laughs> of the episode dealing with getting rid of the monster like these people <laughs> these people literally they or their friends have been raped by a sasquatch and their response is that sucks but it's somebody else's problem oh god god this is okay. I was so, not aware of this. Neither Although, was I. That's, that's actually closer to some X Files episodes than maybe than maybe you think. But anyway, I mean, yeah, but not the good ones. No, not the good ones. <laughs> there was one where there was an ongoing joke about Mulder being sexually attracted to Sasquatches on uh, on the really? X Files. Oh, well, gosh. in one of the early episodes, they encounter a like a. They th- what they think is a Sasquatch like beast, and it turns out to be like a cave woman who's been living in the, in the in the woods. And mm. Mulder's like, she was beautiful, Scully. And then they they turn that into literal like that was obviously a really <laughs> dumb bit. So they turn it into a running joke. Like and later, then you Scully see Scully looks at the camera and says, "What? Somebody's gonna have to get that filthy animal." <laughs> <laughs> and Scully's uh... like, "What does this say about me that we have such chemistry?" Anyway. Oh. Um, <laughs> but they they literally did a joke in one of the more comedic episodes where he was watching he was sitting in bed watching Bigfoot the Bigfoot video and they like kind of implied he was masturbating to the Bigfoot video. Oh my god. I'm not even Hi, joking. I'm that was, Troy was a, you may remember me from <laughs> <laughs> such classic episodes yep. of In Search of. Yeah. Well that 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. So apparently this is a proud quote question mark tradition. Um, but anyway, so it's not exactly out there that people have been finding movie monsters. Although Bigfoot's technically not a movie monster, um, to no. be attractive. So that's not yeah. exactly out of the question. It's just, this is a weird yeah. kink-shaming thing that happened. <laughs> and yeah. it mostly happened well, because they were Nazis. Let's, so let's be, yeah, like, let's be clear. We talked about this online. I want to be clear. People were saying, well, don't kink-shame. It's like, well, you know what? I'm not actually kink-shaming. It's the fact that he's a Nazi yeah. that puts this in such a weird perspective. Because you can, everyone has their weird thing, and I'm... 100% live and let live, mm-hmm. whatever. It's it's totally different when you're a regular person online and you have a sense of humor and you're a good guy. When you're a Nazi running for Congress... Yeah. <laughs> and this comes out. Yeah. That puts a whole other... It's to, a more benign thing. It was... the Who was it? The guy, it was like a year or two ago, there was a congressman who... Apparently he went broke paying for, like, loot boxes in World of Warcraft or something. I can't remember. It was something to do with him having a World of Warcraft addiction, uh, and he was a congressman. And it's like, if you love to play World of Warcraft, nobody's going to blink twice. Mm -hmm. But him being a congressional candidate for some reason, and of course he was a Republican, made it, like funny and weird and sad in yeah, a way but that even it would... that i feel is less funny than this because that's uh an actually uh, like an actual gambling addiction problem yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like that that's that's, that's actual oh, addiction. this one is funny because yes the bad part of this is the nazi but yes it gets into the tickle the funny bone aspect of like ninja rowboat pirate that Nazi <laughs> on its own Nazi congressional candidate not that funny Na- uh, Nazi Bigfoot erotica aficionado yeah congressional candidate has the proper amount of uh, up and down whiplash to make it funny exactly uh-huh. yep yep yeah yeah funny and and makes this guy just seem like a complete sad sack again and i mean i know Please people in congress are humans and they in ha- this conversation i'm sorry what if, uh, phrasing for sack in this conversation <laughs> sack squash uh yeah sack sack sasquatch i would be remiss anyway. if i didn't point out uh that chuck tingle got popularity oh, yeah. <laughs> by writing headlines that actually directly tie into this. For example, one of his early ones was Bigfoot Pirates Haunt My Balls. <laughs> I've got someday I've gotta read one of those Chuck those Chuck Tingle books. Which aren't they aren't really books, right? They're like short stories. They're no right? They're not, yeah. He doesn't actually he doesn't actually write an entire novel every week based on current events, right? <laughs> I mean, from his output, he actually kind of probably does the equivalent, because he writes a lot of these. Jeez. Uh, such as a follow-up, uh, such yeah. as a follow-up or spiritual successor seduced by Dr. Bigfoot, attorney at law. <laughs> or the more topical one, fake news, real boners. Oh. <laughs> well... <laughs> See, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that almost sounds. See, that almost sounds like sophisticated enough that it kind of almost ruins the joke. 
because the joke was supposed to be that he just he was weirdly obsessed with like it was always no matter what happened it was pounded in the butt by like Bitcoin or whatever or pounded in the butt the by the Space Raptor butt invasion yes yes Space Raptor and then he got a Hugo nomination and he was pounded in the butt by my Hugo nomination oh my god yeah oh and I can I confirm mean, from these covers that more recent ones label it from uh, Hugo nominated author Chuck Tingle. (laughs) Well, what's great about that, and it ties in, yeah, I I don't, if people don't know the story about Chuck Tingle, he was, uh, there was a, as well as uh, Gamergate, there was this weird little controversy a few years ago uh, about called the the Sad Puppies, um, where a bunch of basically the same kind of people, the alt-right shirkwads, um, they decided to game the Hugo Awards, which you can do if you know the rules, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> into nominating books they wanted not. So on every list, you'd get one book that was like really hardcore alt-right, yeah, military from a, sci-fi. From yeah. a gu- largely from a guy called, what was it, uh, uh, Vox Day? Oh, Vox Day, yeah, exactly. Who is was a very, a very conservative yeah. failed sci-fi writer because his stuff is genuinely <laughs> not good. And not even yep. to the point of being, well, like, so bad, it's good. It is so just non-things there that they're not even worth commenting on. But, right. you oh, know, yeah. his yeah. lack of success and, are the liberals in the sci-fi community keeping him down. S- SJWs. and yeah. Which, isn't he the one who wrote a book called SJWs Always Lie? And he's... He's he's 100%... He's not just very conservative. He is an alt-right white supremacist. Um, no, he... He's, has some of his fingerprints... A, he is a neo-feudalist. Yeah, he's... Uh, and this is one of these uh, things where he's probably, you know, doing it... He's probably doing it tongue-in-cheek. Uh, but, you know, again, he has the dangerous people listening to him, basically. Uh, and he definitely encourages neo-Nazi uh, stuff. And he... He has some of his fingerprints on Comicsgate, the more recent thing as well. Um, people have pointed out uh, Ethan Van Scriver, a, 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 a comics artist, he's been uh, making a big thing out of uh, running a, a, a like he, he, he went full Nazi a while ago. He started putting Nazi regalia on his uh, sketchbooks and stuff and going, oh, how are you, oh, why are you getting offended by my neo-Nazi regalia? He got fired from D.C. for being a Nazi, uh, you know, did the aggrieved act, and then he launched a Kickstarter for a book, which got a huge amount of, uh, of uh, supporters. <clears throat> but this is one of those occasions where you see that, and it's like, it's pretty clear that, He's got some rich sugar daddy giving him the money via Kickstarter to make it look like, you know, he, he's got all these supporters. And it's actually just a rich guy, probably Vox Day, uh, giving his money, possibly distributing it between a few different people so that it doesn't look as suspicious. Um, yeah, because it does so, list how many people actually support, yeah. so. Yeah, he spread, it was, it, even with multiple people, it was a suspiciously low amount of people giving a lot of money. Right. Um, so it sounds like it's as likely he basically got a job uh, from the usual suspects who fund this kind of stuff. And it's, there are some, and it's think yeah. tank funded. Yeah. Because there's, well, there's some uh, reason, I mean, an unlimited number of people who have enough money and really don't want to pay for libraries, but will waste money on this stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. Well, yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, well, Vox Day, this guy, he is very rich. 
uh, from what I understand. His parents got rich doing something or other, and and he, and also Richard Spencer, the famous punched Nazi who we've seen punched a million times in that GIF. Uh, he's quite well off too. He's quite wealthy apparently. He's uh, literally, I think, his family got money from tobacco farming. I think. Uh, which may explain why he, you know, he's there's such white supremacists. Anyway, there's a few of these guys who actually have a lot of money and have been funding this kind of stuff. So anyway, this these guys. Anyway, anyway, going back to this the sad puppies. So this guy was kind of the mastermind of this whole thing, uh, and uh, to try to get these things on the Hugo ballot. And one of the things they got was a uh, space raptor butt invasion by Chuck Tingle, oh which was supposed to sh it was supposed to show. Oh, look at how ridiculous the Hugos have become! Ha ha ha! They're so stupid. They keep nominating you know people of color and women and oh you know not like the good old days where it was all white guys in spacesuits. Apparently, even though it wasn't, you can go back decades and they were at least nominating diverse people. But um, Except anyway, for um, the futurist strain, which was like the very Nazi strain of sci-fi, which my wonderful spouse actually yeah. has written a paper on. And I'm right. so proud of yeah, there's, there. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back and forth with sci-fi. You've kind of got... Yeah, uh, I would argue... Bomb. Yeah. <laughs> just, did, Hello, did, did nice get, lady. <laughs> did your wife wander in at another strange point no, in your podcast? Yeah, she's in there, and she was, and she just said, "What?" <laughs> it's like, I'm it's always the most. <laughs> it's always the weirdest, most embarrassing points in the podcast where the context is required. But anyway, they so they they put this up there to sort of human, and it was their example of oh, we're going to make the the make uh, the Hugos look ridiculous and. You know, and the and it Chuck Tingle, the guy who got the nomination, um, whoever he is, of course it's a pseudonym, and nobody really knows who he really is. But he ended up turning out to be very much against these uh, the uh, sad puppies and the alt right people, and he started um, like devoting, like he literally, I think one of the first things he did was he redirected uh, the website they all told you to link to, to one that was about, like, donating to social justice causes, and uh, he became, he actually became a sensation <laughs> at doing it in his weird, uh, you know, character voice, but still, like, arguing against the kind of things that the alt-right uh, hated, because they had been arguing the whole time, oh yeah, he's one of us, oh, he's doing a parody of an SJW, uh, but then he kept it up for years, and it was pretty clear that he was on. He's he's doing it very weirdly and tongue and cheekly, but he's he's apparently done everything he can to sort of uh, support uh, good causes and and raise money for uh, for for causes that help people. Um, yeah, and, no, and, and against... it is actually clear. Like the closest thing for who Chuck Tinkle is is that it is clear that it is indeed a gay man. Yeah, well, it's also been uh, somebody uh, posited that it was. Uh, well, so I, I believe um, there's. You occasionally hear from his son, uh, who, or supposedly his son, who sort of breaks the character to say, "Oh yeah, my dad is writing these." He says he's also autistic, um, and that that's part of it. And I mean, which is probably true, but he's also doing. I mean, there's still a, a humorous. Uh, character persona that he's uh, adopted yes. and everything like that. So there was a whole a few years ago there was a big who's the miss who is Chuck Tingle like there was a big mystery around it. Uh, people trying to figure out who it was. There was even an article that wrote about it that where they kind of said, oh, are we exploiting this guy? Are we taking advantage of this guy if he's you know if he's autistic? 
And, you know, I had an autistic friend who wrote about it. He said, well, what are you talking about? He's a humorist. He knows what he's doing. He's not, it's yeah. clearly, you know, uh, he's clearly doing it with some awareness of what's going on. And it's, and he's, he thinks, and he, he believes he's helping. And, you know, that's all there is to it, basically. So, um, but that, but it was, a uh, it was an interesting, uh, <laughs> it was, he's, he's, so he's just become a staple of humor on the web based on that. But yeah, he was uh, he was he was adopted briefly by the alt. He's one of a few people who were adopted by the alt right without bothering to check if he agreed with them, and he did not. And so he... if may I jump to the punchline of the Hugo nomination? Yes, please. <laughs> Where, as the final punchline and middle finger to them, is that Chuck Tingle revealed that he would not be revealing his true identity, and if that he won, he would have uh, the most irrationally hated figure by the alt-right Zoe Quinn accepted right. the prize ah. on his behalf. Yes, that's right. And yeah. then they established a rapport, and then they crowdfunded an actual Chuck Tingle dating simulator, which I'm excited right. to come out. Which led to the ironic thing that it was like, for all the obsession over who is uh, Chuck Tingle with these people, if that was a thing they just introduced. Well, congratulations, the one person who they actually know is Zoe Quinn, who is not going to tell you. Yeah! <laughs> nice. So here we are. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. Did that ever come out? Is it still Yeah, uh, I don't think it's come out. I've that? gotten updates on it, though. Oh, okay. I have to check. Yeah. That, uh, that's right. He it was pretty squarely a fuck you to the alt right people. He was yes. definitely not uh, he was definitely not supporting them in any way, shape, or form. But anyway, let's go back to the uh, the Nazi who likes Bigfoot. Boy, we live in a strange world these days, don't we? You might like Big Bigfoot a little bit too much. Um. Yes. So this article is talking about. Um, what do we know about Bigfoot's what do genitals? We, yeah, what do we know about Bigfoot, and what can we infer about Bigfoot's genitals as a result? And whether or not, yeah. it, and then it gets into whether or not is does Bigfoot have to be a man? Why isn't Bigfoot a woman? Um, yeah. I and, mean, logically, there would have to be both men and women Bigfoot if it was not a single mutant creature of some kind, and in fact, a species that had been around for many thousands of years. Theoretically, um, yes. Theoretically, <laughs> the the if we're going to talk about vaguely plausible Bigfoot theories, um, the fact is that um, about I can't remember a couple million years ago, mm -hmm. uh, there were three species of um, Ing probably knows this better than I do with his biology knowledge, but there were three species of um, of uh, Australopithecines, and uh, the the one that was our direct ancestor coexisted with one that was quite a bit smaller and one that was quite a bit bigger and was a vegetarian, probably. Uh, and the theory is that that hominid might have somehow hung on in some of the remote corners of the world. Uh, and that would be the Bigfoot, or his descendants uh, would be Bigfoot here. I'm just uh, going to look it up. Yes, it's right uh, here with the name. Also yeah. a beat, bit of evolutionary uh, history that... Um... Terry Pratchett and Stephen Baxter in their Long Earth series tapped into to ah. give the, uh, because it deals with parallel worlds and basically only one world has humans proper, but there are a lot of different timelines where there were uh, 
mm. effectively cousin hominids developed oh, okay. and uh, species that basically are and are highly hinted to be what Bigfoot sightings are called trolls are a big part of the story. Oh, okay. interesting. That's cool. Okay, yeah. I have I have the first book of the Long Earth, and I haven't read it yet. I've been meaning yeah. to. Maybe I'll just huh. get. The I mean that book. that's barely a spoiler. I, I, yeah, the, I'm sure. Well, it makes sense if it's parallel reality. That's always the, one of the things people talk about. What if the Neanderthals had taken over instead of us? Yeah. It, but, but by the way, the one I'm talking about is Australopithecus robustus, according to this book. Um, that was about the same time as Homo habilis, um, which is our ancestor. Um, and there was, anyway, the, 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 with the theory that they survived. But yeah, there were um, there were a number of different hominids. So, I mean, it's, uh, as crackpot theories go, it's, you know, vaguely plausible that there might be some, uh, what's, uh, there's a name for it, right? If, if, like a, a, an ancient species that ended up surviving, like a, like a, a coelacanth or something oh, that ended up surviving shoot. to the present day. Um... Yeah, there's a term, but just the more conventional one of just a living fossil. Living fossil, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's some fancy Latin word for it or something, but <laughs> which I always like, the Latin. Yeah, the but, but Latin I'm not words, even going to yeah. risk trying to butcher it, and I can't remember it right now. Yeah. Eh, that's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, it's the species that they thought were extinct and turn out to still exist. Like, the most example, the most obvious one being the coelacanth. Right. Uh, which is the ancient fish that they found, you know, within the last few decades. They yeah, a, fa a family of tetrapod fish. Yeah, it was like in the deep sea or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a few like that. Yeah, exactly. But I always liked um, where it the comes cable... up that, like, the biggest problem for could there be big foots, big feet? Yeah. Big okay, how do we do the plural of Bigfoot? Bigfoot, <laughs> big feet. Well, how about big just say Sasquatches? Or do we do like a goose geese thing and it's big foos? Big foos. <laughs> big foots. Big foots. I mean, considering that people believe that they're related to the Yeti, which is a different culture's version of the Sasquatch myth. Um, yeah, I think that's just pluralizes Yetis. So I think. I don't know. Yeah. Unless unless well, it is Yeti... like fish, where fish is can be the plural of fish. Well, let's not forget that the Bigfoot and the Sasquatch are supposedly in the Pacific Northwest. Right. Whereas the Yeti and the Abominable Snowman are, are supposedly in Tibet. Right. Uh, so those are two different yeah. things, except, again, maybe it's the same species and they happen to live in a few different places in the world. Uh, Except but, it's also very weird because if you go back to the early like Tibet depictions of the Yeti, mm -hmm. it's kind yeah. of very well. For one, their stories of Yetis frequently have them small, not huh. large, really? and it's also very clear from the illustrations that it is like a stylized snow leopard or inspired by the snow leopard. Interesting, oh, okay. because interesting. if I remember from the art correctly, it has kind of like a cat like they it's drawn with like a cat like head and leopard spots. Hmm. Mm. So I'm not quite sure there might be like a second Yeti story that became that one, or it might just hmm. be a really weird Anglo bastardization of it. Okay, well, that would make a certain amount of sense too. Yeah. Because, and I mean, even even in just Tibetan mythology, there's kind of 
demon, you know, a hairy demon type type of monster could have been seen by some Western guy on a wall somewhere and gone, oh, that must be the monster they saw. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a few critters like that in, in Tibetan mythology uh, that could fit that that profile. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, as we say, it's, it's, it's all uh, cryptid stuff. So this guy is actually doing the research on... Bigfoot's it's actually a good like. article on what would Bigfoot's genitals be like if there were Bigfoot. Well, it seems like it's a, a zoological podcast. Yeah. To be fair, this came up because it just went through my Tumblr thing, so this isn't technically clickbait, but it's related to a clickbaity thing. It's very much related <laughs> to a clickbaity thing, yeah. Okay, hold I on. Mean, they they seem to know what they're talking about, if nothing else. <laughs> they, I, I'm actually, I found actually these... the picture of the Tibetan depiction of the Yeti I was thinking of and sharing it. Uh huh. Oh, nice. actually, it, oh it. that's interesting. Huh. Yeah, it, it's very different yeah, I mean, that... than the Western one there. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. It looks like a baboon almost, with but with tiger stripes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's got. And... It's got. Human hands and human feet. That would be the main... Th- Otherwise, you could see it as a tiger, but... Yeah, the human hands and the human feet. And yeah. vaguely, vaguely human shape. But then, of course, it could just be a... you know. Yeah, the face is more, more cat-like than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, so it, yeah, I mean, you see it kind of, like, falls into more of just the general, like, mythology one of, like, uh, animal or chimeric spirits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's. I mean, if I saw that in a in a you know in a the the margins of a medieval book or something, I'd say, hey, look, some monk is making shit up. Not that yeah. it was a real thing he'd ever seen. <laughs> they could always have fun with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A the, lot the, of hallucinogenic the... mold. <laughs> <laughs> Not much that's... to. That's, that's how unicorns basically came about because they didn't know they couldn't take a picture of a white rhinoceros. Right. So they had exactly. to de- so they had to describe it, and the closest right. thing to the description was a horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's, it's always like the hippopotamus became a that literally means river horse. Yep. Uh, in Latin or Greek, actually, I think it's a mix of Latin and Greek, um, but it it. I mean, that's how they interpreted it as a horse, basically. A horse of the river, so that gives you a clue about where they what they were thinking in terms of a rhinoceros. Oh! I'm I'm actually reading up on mm? the Tibetan things for the yetis there, and it actually uncovered a new Discworld pun for me. Oh, really? Okay. What's that? So, apparently in uh, Sherpa, yeti is a word that's derived from ya, meaning rock, and ta, meaning animal, so the yeti is the rock animal, or living rock animal, and... Oh my god! Yeah, in Discworld, Terry Pratchett made the yeti a relative and species of trolls, which are silicon-based yep. life forms. Yep. Right. So, oh that's the real... God. And it seems odd at first, why would you lump in yetis with trolls, which are... He kind of depicts as, like, the rock biter from Neverending Story. Right. Yep. And now right. we have the reason for it of because of this linguistic pun. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I think we've covered... Well, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say about this article, Bigfoot Erotica? Uh... I mean, they really have uh, I think gone so. I detail mean... about their scientific theories about Bigfoot genitals and uh, I, I what they would be like. I think mostly I wanted to talk, is it proper to kink shame Nazis <laughs> over their Bigfoot eroticism? And we've decided, yes, we had that discussion. Is uh, it proper to kink shame no. Nazis? Yes. We're not, we're not... Yeah, it's... Yes, it's perfectly fine yeah, to yeah. shame Nazis we're not, because we're We're not even Nazis. really kink-shaming them. We like, just, it's just kind of funny that eh. he's that and he's running for Congress anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and that he's a Nazi. Anyway, I... This feels I, like I, a Hellboy yeah. story. <laughs> Does it? You can see this in a, a Hellboy story of uh, Nazis seeking Bigfoot, and rather than it being like some elaborate Nazi plan, like it always is, it is because he is simply like erotically attracted to Bigfoot. <laughs> well, oh, that's no. what happened, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> my Discord, got... my Discord just died. He wants to this raise. I don't know. Was has Hellboy ever? I have... I've only read the early Hellboy, so I don't know if he ever faces Bigfoot. I feel like he he deals more with literally mythological creatures yeah. as opposed to paranormal stuff. Yeah, the par uh, mythological supernatural creatures that Nazis are yeah. his big thing. Yeah, definitely Nazis. The Nazi bit I do not question as being a uh, connection to uh, to Hellboy, but <laughs> the <laughs> it's the big the Bigfoot part I don't know about. But anyway. Um, so, do we have, uh, any Waluigi for this, uh, for this section, for this, uh, edition? I mean, the kind of disappointing no. joke would just to be say no. <laughs> uh, okay. The sort well, of answer is there's nothing interesting, just that Waluigi, along with Bowser Jr., is one of the characters to get a nerf in an update to Mario Tennis, which isn't funny or really interesting, so I don't have anything to go on. So we don't have any new Waluigi. Okay, no. fair enough. Waluigi segment is on its, uh, is a, at a small, uh, is at an ebb this, uh, this, this, this week. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately this time around. Nothing this week. Who knows? Alright, I'll have to comb the, the internet for Waluigi for next week, or maybe we'll be, we'll get lucky like we did uh, the other week where there just turned out to be some Waluigi news. <laughs> anyway yeah but uh, no the the running segment we started as a joke did was not <laughs> able to run uh-huh yes fair enough um but anyway so we've covered the this this guy with the bigfoot genital article i just can't believe how in-depth he gets well, Arcane. I believe that's kind of a thing with Bigfoot people in general, is that they try to find zoological reasons for the existence of Bigfoot. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the the reverse is true as well. People try to find zoological reasons as to why Bigfoot can possibly exist. And uh -huh. in my case, well, it's just kind of like, somebody saw something, and that's perfectly fine. Okay, this so... Article. A friend of... Mine and myself have a running joke on, you know, that Bigfoot video. It's a, the famous one of the Bigfoot walking. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is that our running joke is that the story actually behind that is that there was like a middle-aged married couple <laughs> was out in the woods to roleplay their King Kong erotic ah. play there and somebody caught like one of them on video and they just kind of very awkwardly walked away (laughs) and they know that that's the source of bigfoot but they are taking that secret to their grave yeah they probably have at this point this is getting out of hand people believe there's a monster in that just just don't say anything just just, 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 and if you know what's good for you you'll let them believe that about the king kong thing and that's just awkward yeah. It raises the question. Just the well, husband, I'll... yes, Bigfoot, and just like gradually clo- uh, more securely closing a closet door where the costume is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must burn it. I'm sorry. You are my everything. But now I must be... Just uh, burning must... the Bigfoot costume to the whole sad funeral music from Star Wars when they burn Vader. <laughs> Thus... One chapter in my life ends, and a new one begins. Sure, we'll <laughs> the, go with that. The, the non-Bigfoot chapter. But it has to be said, though, the Bigfoot sightings do go back significantly before the invention of video camera. So, okay, um, let me have my phone. you got to assume that if they were out in the woods, <laughs> they were doing Bigfoot roleplay, not King Kong roleplay. It was actually Bigfoot roleplay. Anyway. And or... A fake video, which I think we <laughs> we might embrace as an explanation. Uh, yeah. I'm a little slap happy, like I said, guys. Just got off a bus. I've been. I was up. And with boy, Bigfoot. are your uh, arms I mean, uh, I were up, up with Bigfoot. What? <laughs> I was. Up, I was up. Uh, I mean, visiting a cottage uh, where there were no, there was no Bigfoot erotica. I assure you. Um, are you secretly friends with Bigfoot? <laughs> Yes. That's so- okay. Friends. That sounds like an old-timey regional slang for being gay. Like, ah, oh, the friends of like the friends, friends of Dorothy. Of Dorothy. Friends of oh, he speaks Latin. Ah, oh, he knows Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. That would certainly. That had been unknown to this day, but that was the uh, the secret, the secret code. Yeah, there you go. We've <laughs> we've we've discovered the real reason for all this. Okay, what do we got here? Oh yeah, oh, this, the... oh uh, yeah, yeah. This was another thing that I would have talked about if people were interested. And I'm oh, running out of time, and this is more just to share for. Uh, no, go Adam's go ahead. Wait, you know we can we can cut some of the stuff we talked about out earlier. Yeah, probably uh, most of the we one make, where we cut just, out all of Discworld. Oh, all yeah, of I don't all. think we like, disappeared <laughs> up our own asses talking about Discworld because it's a great uh, series, but it was like not interesting to listen. Unless know, you also, okay, fans of Discworld would love it. For everyone yes. else, it would be what everyone... the fuck are you talking about? Go and read these thirty-five books and come back, and you'll find it funny. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not that; they're pretty mainstream these days. But yes, anyway, well, we've we've talked about Discworld a fair amount on other shows, so that's f- that's fair. Yeah, that's true. Trim that anyway, down. But yes, anyway, Ellis, so this the yeah uh, film. 
critic and film theorist is Don Juan uh, looking at the remake of Beauty and the Beast, and it is very good. It yeah, I didn't get a chance video. to watch People this. What? Legitimately watch that. Yeah. What does she? What does she say? What are her points on this? I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It, I recommend watching it because there it, it's a very dense one, and there's a ton okay. of stuff like even going into like the history of the business ethos of Disney, okay. like yeah. going back to um, Eisner, that itself could be a full video and oh, is just. Yeah. But it's hmm. really um, where it ties into clickbait is talking about the thing that the mo- that a lot of the superfluous stuff in the movie or stuff mm-hmm. where the movie kind of starts to grind its own gears I'll bet. comes from apparently them feeling the need to address the nitpicking complaints from the internet of the animated one. Like what exactly? Like, um, like how technically the Beast would have had to have been around the age of 10 or 11 years old when he gets his curse. Okay, that's one, right. I'm sorry, that's one that I have never understood because where in that movie does it say that the prince is only 20? Um, like, where, it's apparently- did you say it's his from- 21st No, 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 no. I'm say- going to argue this because from the whole, like, intro backstory done with the plate glass window he is clearly depicted as a man grown so he is clearly yep. in his 30s and i will um, flat out reject okay. if uh, i'm going to well I'm that's to still weird like, cuz bell is still the... 16 but in any case <laughs> i'm um... going to debate you on that i'll tell you why first well they do definitely say it's his 21st birthday uh when the rose is going to Die on his. T- they. They. I'm pretty sure they specifically say 21st birthday. I didn't. And hear secondly, 21- okay, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. And I'm almost I'll, positive it was. His and I'll also birthday. say this because I after the Little Mermaid, just... Disney became very, very wise to never fully mention ages, which is why Belle's age is never mentioned. Yeah. No. Don't okay. Know exactly no. 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 Old. Belle is supposed to be 16 years old. That that is something that is in the is in the making the maker's notes. Okay, but I'm also going she is to supposed to be sixteen. She's but... not drawn sixteen. No, she's not. And I mean, it's I I don't consider that canon if it's not in the movie. Right. But I'll, okay, what no. I will tell Adam, yeah. Adam, I have to own <laughs> oh, you no. yes. because I have it up on the wiki thing, and the narrating quote is the rose she had offered was truly an enchanted rose, which. God damn it, you're fucking right. Shit, 23. <laughs> Why the fuck did they want that? Fuck, I'm old. Yep. Yes. I was so but, you know, sure But I'll tell you this. That. Why did they do that? <laughs> I don't know, but I specifically remember them saying the 21st year. Because I, I they hadn't that. learned not to mention the boy's age at that point. That's yes. why. Because by yeah. the time they get around to doing Aladdin... But they don't mention Belle's age, so I don't care if what they... Consider. Well, they don't she's... mention Belle's age because they mentioned Ariel's age and because Ariel was turning 16 in her movie, so okay. they weren't going to mention the fact that Belle is yeah. supposed to be around the age of 16 or 17 in her movie. They weren't Which going to mention that. Doesn't um, make sense. But I, I just want to quickly say, fucking, in I the sequel... I argue this because it says it would bloom until his 21st year and technically when we're looking at it the problem is that the rose is wilting not blooming oh but this is literally getting into the same nitpicking thing and no one <laughs> yeah and not win. only no, should I, I, I not care no one should care probably not no <laughs> well here's a, okay i just want to say in the sequel 
The Enchanted Christmas. Possibly the only good one of those. Nobody DVD cares about the sequel. <laughs> they they show his transformation, and he's very clearly a young boy, like prepubescent boy in that one. Really, uh, Prince Prince Adam or whatever his name is. I know again that's not canon, but apparently well, his name's Prince Adam. Well, Hello. they called his human form Adam during the making of the movie. That's right. why. Anyway, in the in the sequel, he's very clearly depicted as like a young boy. Uh, when he meets the fairy who he takes, or the witch, or whatever she is, who turns him into a, who turns him into the beast in the first place. That's um, interesting. So yeah, they they were definitely on board with that. And I I don't know. I, I I feel like he looked pretty young in the in the uh, in the stained glass window. But then there's the question of how long he was the beast for too. Like, um, do they say specifically how long he was the beast? They said they do say ten years. Ten years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Lear says it's been ten years. Yeah. Right. So basic math. But as I say, anyway, they were consistent about that when they did show it in the sequel, which may or may not be canon. But nevertheless, uh, they clearly had considered it. By oh, I but so believe all sequels are considered canon. Yes. Cut. Well, there you go. Cut. I don't know if I want to consider it. Doesn't mean that they're good. That is a different I'm story. I'm going to demand to cut this out because I've embarrassed myself. Um, <laughs> but get into the better yeah, right. example of that is then... Uh, of the stuff where, well, why were all the servants cursed along with the beast? Oh god, that. And then she well, to do that. And because, because, it, because it's visually interesting and cute, that's all. Because the, <laughs> now, you'll be here to provide visual interest. Enjoy hell! Oh, well, that's <laughs> another one. Whether... So are all the dancing plates former people in that? That is a that is an interesting it, question. There are a lot of servants in that case. Yeah, no, but it, <laughs> because that's actually that's a answer, lot of like cutlery. That's actually answer. Oh, and Lindsay Ellis shares that clip from the commentary track where the animators are kind of very annoyed by that question because they yeah. feel like it should be obvious that no, it's not. But that but it's a good visual for a musical sequence. <laughs> yeah, although like there Christ is sake. the one scene where Mrs. Poss is telling her kids good night, and it's literally a cupboard of cups. Yeah, she okay. literally had a lot of children. Yeah. She had a lot of children, but that I think doesn't anything, mean every single plate is a person. Anything with a face had to have been a person, I mean, right. clearly. However, um, I will you... give the live-action movie credit for one good joke, which is that when Belle is first in the palace, she looks at a she sees a comb and tries to introduce herself to it, and the servants are looking at her like, that's a comb. Yeah, no, that's that's actually funny. That's funny. <laughs> that is actually funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, yeah, exactly. Not everything in the, yeah. But, you know, I mean, technically, if he had a few hundred servants or whatever, which is... I mean, maybe yeah. not realistic in real life, but it's a fairy tale. They always say well, the king had hundreds of servants. No, so. actually yeah. looking at it to run like a large manor, especially for a prince, for mm -hmm. so saying that... Yeah. So, I mean, it's fairy tale, but saying that... Let's assume this means prince in terms of principality, not son of a king. Right. Right. So, he yeah. would, there would Which be a Which makes whole... sense for the setting. Yeah, so a number of servants for the castle numbering in the hundreds is entirely plausible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, of course, you've I just mean... raised the question of what is the beast, like, prince over? Like, there's this village. I, pre uh, I presume... They... I had always presumed and read it that it 
was uh, I mean vaguely it was put in France, but that it vaguely I oh. don't know. No, no, oh, it's definitely, they, it's no, they say France, no. But... They they're speaking in French and they say yeah. they're in France. No, it's, def- it's definitely <laughs> well, France. I presume and it's... that it means pr- that I okay. I pr- but... in the original fairy tale, it is just not like specifically France. It is just some place right. that is far away but near enough that you recognize stuff. Sure. And I mean, Europe at that and, point might have been divided. There were lots of little tiny countries that got kind of chopped up and merged over the la- over the last two hundred years. I don't even need that. I'm yeah, just kind I, of interested. Well, I kind of okay, I'm, I'm I'm starting kinda, to I'm starting to be nitpicky because Lumiere does say that they are in France, and then Cogsworth makes a joke about the well, architecture being Baroque. So well, they, for, there is a specific time period that this is supposed to be set in. Okay, but, the, but, but I'm you know, going, I, no, I don't know. If, go ahead, go ahead. Inks, I, uh, how I always read it is that Prince was being used in the term of like uh, Machiavelli's The Prince, where it means oh a, yeah that's where it means that's like that's how I understand it too because a lot in a lot of ways yeah in yeah. a lot of ways a, a prince or a princess isn't necessarily meaning that you are the son of a daughter of a king it could also mean that you have a royal title or a noble okay. title of some kind but see I'm yeah. not I'm not even questioning I'm like that's fine and it's a fairy tale anyway so, so I don't even give presumably a damn the prince the... if he actually had and I guess maybe it. Ref- it just reverts to Prince in that he is a noble, but if he wasn't old enough to actually be... God, I can't believe we're arguing this. Of granted eh. the <laughs> um, hereditary title of his father by the King of France, that he would have been a Marquis or a Duke or right. something, but since he was cursed before that, he simply remains the Prince. Well, right. And there is literally Jesus, no but, king in... This is clearly the 19th century, at which point there is no king in France, right? Am I... I've got... I don't have the history... It was the 1700s that they they put the king on the... They put Louis the Sixteenth on the on the guillotine, and that was it, right? But <clears throat> I'm not even questioning, like, oh, explain politically exactly where this is going. I'm just always curious about, in that movie... There was a prince over that entire region, and then one day he vanished into the woods, and he just nobody ever heard of him again. Like, what? 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 What do the people of the village are they like? Hey, remember how ten years ago we had a Truth prince? Truth be told, then... <laughs> if if you take into account the fact that the that the castle or the very giant mansion, if you want to uh-huh. interpret it that way instead, is extremely secluded compared to the village. Of like, course. Like when but... Maurice leaves the village, he he goes in the wrong direction, and he goes yeah. into the woods, and he's he's very clearly going far away from the village at this point. It's possible that the villagers were like kind of aware that yeah, there's this giant mansion where maybe some rich people live, but we don't care. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's 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 how like my ten year old brain eventually sort of interpreted it. I was actually much younger when that movie came out. God, but I can't believe like, that we're actually... When you start to be cognizant of certain things, that's how I interpreted it. Like, this, like, this is another isn't that one hard I have to, to just... logic. <laughs> this is another one I have to Maybe? justify because also thinking, it's a small town, and yep. for most towns in, like, feudal history, their only interaction with their lord is that if there is anything in... is that they are the people who collect taxes... And if yeah. there is anything military related, they have the soldiers. Other than that, there's the town is basically left right. to run for run itself. Right. Yeah, but it is. It's still there. There must be someone who was like, okay, we've got a castle. It's out in the woods. It's secluded enough. 
uh, and then it vanishes and nobody notices that there's no <laughs> leadership over the entire province, even if you assume that village yeah, is but again, if you're kind of like... But if you're like most of the towns, why would you, unless there's a military thing or going on... It's mm-hmm. just, huh, no one's yeah. been around to collect the taxes in a while. I'm not going yeah. to argue this. I'm Fair not going to question it. Yeah, but that is a good point. collect taxes from us. <laughs> huh, been Should quiet we say anything about the decade? prince, how he vanished when that, that evil witch came to visit him? Shh, don't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Because I think that apparently the movie's a part of the curse is that everybody forgets about the castle. So. I mean, that's put in the live-action one, and really, yeah. it's not needed. No. Yeah, no, it's not needed. I mean, it's also just fairy tale logic, and that's how yeah. it works. There are princes and kings and magic castles out in the forest all over the place in fairy tales. That's just how it works. Right, that's and I mean, it is. If, okay, if you're arguing technically the fact that they stupidly gave a concrete timeline and everything does yeah. make it a plot hole, but then it just goes... But then, like, the answer to that is just, like, the grandfather from Princess Bride putting the book down and saying, shut up and let me read. Pretty <laughs> much. Pretty yeah. much. But, but although it is it is actually funny that... I And I don't... I'm not as familiar with France. And you... Like, if you know Germany at about that time period, or Italy, they weren't solid countries. They were, like, tons of little states and provinces that were and and you'd say oh well then they but they said it was france but i mean germany knew it was germany but it wasn't a coherent state at that point yeah, it was like prussia and states bavaria and all yeah. the different countries yeah so technically speaking it is possible historically that maybe france was that fractured at that point if you were really going to delve into it you could kind of say oh maybe maybe that is actually the case in 1812 or whatever whenever it was i guess napoleon probably united france i don't know french history very well i'm oh, sorry france was uh, united at that but- point Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know that well either. I probably should know it a little bit better, just on account of having studied art history. But here we Same. are. Same. Um. Well, like I say, I, well, it's funny that what we think of as Europe is actually a pretty recent invention. Like we think of pretty these countries, much. like Italy wasn't officially formed into one country until like 1945. Uh, you know, it's it's very it's surprising when you realize you think of this ancient ancient country, and it is, but it wasn't formally, you know, cohered into one unit until uh, quite recently, the 20th century. And you're, and you're, I was actually just watching... Hey, remember I told you guys about, to slightly get off topic? Do you remember, guys, I told you about that thing where Patrick Stewart plays Lennon and that miniseries yes. that was out there? Yes. I did get it, and I've been watching it, and it goes way back. It goes through, like, the late 19th century. It's a, it's a whole sweeping history thing. But oh. it does get into Germany, and, like, at that point, it was Prussia. And that's part of Germany. And and under Otto von Bismarck, they kind of united all of the German states into Germany in like 1870. So it's fairly recent that that became one big country. Um, so it's it's. But it, before then, they would have spoken not of Germany. They would have said Prussia or Bavaria or whatever yeah. you know places in or Germany. Or whatever that were, individual uh, principality you were living. In. Exactly. So that kind of makes sense when you read fairy tales how there's just princes and princesses all over the freaking place. It's because there were tons and tons of provinces and uh, and little uh, little uh, little bits and pieces all over the world. Uh, Is he really Europe. a prince? So, he he has like he has an army. He lives in the big house. Yeah, a, exactly. are you gonna argue it with him? Nope. <laughs> he says Although he's a prince. Is, he's a prince. 
Exactly. Yeah. What? Don't Although it is this. funny that he doesn't have a... He has a castle, but the castle doesn't have a keep. And, you know, that's where the, the, the townspeople would normally come in to... You know, in a, in a siege or something, they'd all come running to the castle. Uh, so, good thing that I guess they didn't get attacked at that point. Which is funny, because it's the, 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 the movie is probably set around the time of the Napoleonic Wars, from what I can tell. Uh, <laughs> so... There could have been some pretty big uh, fighting going on if they hadn't been careful. But anyway, I guess we don't know. But yeah, I remember. I do remember them saying in the uh, in one of the documentaries of Review the Beast, they did talk about how they had a more clear historical setting for that one than in any other Disney movie. Like they had specifically researched the fashions. The only thing that they get wrong is that they formed the, the Eiffel Tower at one point. And that's clearly, unless this is set in like 1890, which it isn't. Yeah, but uh, that, the yeah, in the, right, the that dinner point. scene, they, they form the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, that's which in Be Our Guest, which, as they pointed out, is like, effectively the common tract is saying that it's like, no, when it's in a musical number, it does not have to be actually representational. <laughs> Exegetic, like, yeah. it's It's one of those like diegetic things, isn't yeah, it? Like, there weren't <laughs> fucking... Like, we're not saying in The Lion King that there were actually monkeys putting up gel filters on lights to give the appropriate lighting for <laughs> I can't wait to be king. No, that's a animation <laughs> decision. Yeah. yeah, it's a stylistic decision it did, to make, like, there once were, again, to there make it look more visually interesting. running the, like, art deco print behind Simba and everyone for that musical number. Come on. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the ground literally ripples out into a different color when he stamps his foot at the beginning of the number. Right, yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's not fucking, so, fairy tale. there's not meerkats doing pyrotechnics for him, okay? <laughs> Well, it's maybe there will be in the live action remake. We're allowed to do the art style for something surreal for the musical numbers. These are the rules that are established. Yeah. Well, they are making a live action remake of Lion King, too, so maybe yeah. we'll get pyrotechnics for that. Maybe we'll see all that. Um, well, yeah, wondering... actually, if Lindsay Ellis is right, and the theory is that a bunch of that is that they feel the need to address the criticism of the original, maybe we will get a whole thing of fucking, like, <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa or someone running the goddamn pyrotechnics behind I Can't Wait yeah. to Be King. Oh you know, why wouldn't we? That would be pointless. Sure, well, throw I, that in. Well, I didn't see we the are jungle. not allowed to use our imaginations anymore. I didn't see the Jungle Book live action. I'm going to assume that they'll probably do it more in the vein of that than anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, well, they I, could also they theoretically. Do it, I kind of hope they do it after the Broadway musical. Right. I was well, that's say, my personal Taymor. hope yeah. is that they do it like that as well, but, and um, have it look even weirder than the animated version. That's kind of that would be kind of great. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down for that. That'd be like a, that'd doing be all that that sort of puppetry and stuff. <laughs> I think that would actually look really beautiful. Even though I understand mm-hmm. why that was developed for stage because it makes sense, but yeah. Um, stylistically, it would look beautiful as a movie as well. So, see, I never saw this. The I, 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 I don't know why everyone somehow gets a chance to go to Broadway and see these things. I never got a chance to go to Broadway and see that show. So, I would be down for that just to see what the Julie Taymor version looked like. Uh, <laughs> so, that would actually have a rationale for existing as opposed to a live action version of Beauty the Beast, even though it made more money than God. Um, <laughs> but I haven't bothered to watch yet because why would yeah. you? It's, it's especially it, frustrating that, as you say, they blow it out to you know two and a half hours when the original is this very carefully brisk 
well-told story that doesn't have a wasted moment in it. No, it is very fine-tuned. Yeah, even if you watch the version that has the extended scene that includes the um, Human Again song, it's still still one song, so it's maybe an extra... Five minutes that they're adding total. Yeah. So and they cut it out. And they cut it out. And truth be told, it was a it was definitely a part that they did not need to include because I've seen the extended cut with it. Um, It's definitely not something they needed to include. And I think the main reason why they included it is because Human Again is in the the stage musical, which is still running. Sure. So I mean, an extra song you can always excuse, but it's just it's a very tight like animation. All the Disney movies, they're very. They're very tightly told stories. There's no flab on them narratively. They get everything done yeah. as fast as possible. Yep. That used to be <laughs> what you were trying to do with movies, and especially animated movies. That was the rule. You're trying to convey as much information as quickly as you can, uh, which is why all the bloat of so many movies is these days is kind of frustrating. Anyway, let's not rant about that. Anyway, I'll watch the Lindsay Ellis uh, <laughs> YouTube and uh, oh yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's definitely a good watch. Pretty much anything she's made is a good watch. Is she the one who did the video on uh, the Hercules, the beautiful hot mess, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. one thing that I wanted to tie this back to clickbait is that there's some actually very enjoyable. Um, kind of subtweety-esque salt and shade thrown on her uh, former job and definitely former peers about uh-huh. pe- about, uh, about people who nitpick movies for YouTube. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Cinema Sins and uh, yeah. what's the other one? Everything Wrong With. Yeah, no, we that's Cinema Sins are... then, but specific. Well, if you were going, if it, definitely those up, but if there was a specific personal call-out, it would be for the Nostalgia Critic. Yep, okay. and everything with Channel Awesome. Yeah. Because mm. uh, right. she, at one point, used to be a part of that website, and now she never wants to ever be associated with them ever again. So... <laughs> well, it sounds like it's understandable, given everything that happened. But, yeah, no, but, but it's true. I mean, I've seen... I From what I've seen, those really are... I mean, as always, it's a case of, well, this is something that was maybe a little fun and everyone took it too far and started to think that was the way to criticize movies. Um, You know, I want someone to do movie reviews that, you know, deliberately embrace (laughs) nonsensical Twin Peaks season three, uh, you know, and and talk about how great it is that there's none of this that doesn't enlighten anything that doesn't have any theories just just is like it's so great that this doesn't make sense and there's a glowing orb and it's in black and white and Hiroshima and for no reason you know that kind of thing anyway. mm. but we need it would be funny if we could find a way to do that humorously to just do reviews where it's like yeah uh, the opposite of what even we just did yeah we, we were weren't like, able to well, even what? criticize that without falling down our own asshole so exactly yeah yeah we need to yeah we got we into a brief description and there was like well where does this timeline coincide with the french revolution <laughs> <laughs> well it also sort yep. of depends on which french revolution you're talking about hmm yep. <laughs> well, we're doing we're doing it to be silly, though. We're not yeah. doing it to seriously get the. The answer is it's a friggin' fairy tale. That's what happens in fairy tales. There's a prince out in the woods. Shut up! Yeah. And as you say, the dad, uh, you know, Columbo telling us all to shut up in the Princess Bride. Basically, basically. <laughs> yeah. God, what's his name? I can't remember his name. <laughs> no, nope, he's tired. Columbo uh, now. 
that that's Columbo. Not only no, not Just... only is it that you know the actor played Columbo, but since he's only credited as the grandfather, it is my fucking yeah. canon now that that actually is Columbo reading the story to his grandson. <laughs> it, it's a it's a perfect fit. It's a uh, perfect character. We have you uncovered. Know, it makes sense. We have uncovered the Columbo Matlock expanded universe. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Columbo Matlock and possibly I don't know what else did. Well, of misery, course, murder she wrote. <laughs> Murder, she wrote. Yeah, that's right. Which has a tie-in because, of course, Mrs. Potts. Yeah, she was Mrs. Potts. <laughs> See, it's all connected. Quinine. Quinine. Oh. Qan. Oh no. Q-Anon. That, that like they murdered someone with quinine. Oh, quinine. Murder, she wrote. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Right. How? <sighs> sorry. How does that relate to quinine? Quinine is QAnon, remember? Yeah. yeah, I remember, but how does it relate to Murder, She Wrote? Because they're all connected. Stop it. Oh. <laughs> Jessica Fletcher would have solved the Quinine case. Or, according to one th- fan theory, killed a bunch of people and framed them. Oh yeah, that's the that's the ever popular. That's why she was always around when people were being murdered. They did. Did I did I tell you guys that about speaking of Columbo too? The in, one of the inspirations for Columbo was the Father Brown mysteries by G.K. Chesterton, and because um, he was the same thing, he was kind of a a, a little you know little uh, shy guy. He wasn't. He was unprepossessing. He wasn't. No people didn't take him seriously as like this hard ass detective, but he was a genius and. Um, there was a great bit in one of the books where the guy basically asked what happens to all these sleuths. And he said, uh, the guy said, how come you always happen to be around when there's a murder? Like, what is, what's going on with that? And the guy basically goes, oh yeah, I murdered all those people. That's what happened. And they're like, what? And he goes, and then he goes on and he, he was joking. He was like, yeah, no, I figured out, I imagined what it would be like to kill them. In my mind, I killed them all, blah, blah, blah. But it does, it does raise that exact issue of like, why is the, why is the sleuth always just happen? The amateur sleuth always just happens to be around. <laughs> when there's a murder going on. And that was written in, like, the 20s and the 30s, so... Uh, well, that, I mean... Because so... reasons. Well, I yeah. mean, the honest answer is that if it... If they weren't, then it wouldn't be a story worth telling. It would be, well, this guy murdered his wife and got away with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. like the thing well, there for, oh, well, it's like, yeah, uh, how could the evolutionary work? Because, you know, the fetus develops the heart just at the time when the uh, fetus is big enough to need a heart. How does that work? And the answer is because every other version of that where that didn't work out, the fetus fucking died. Right. And And wouldn't be around for us to observe. That very specific example was me subtweeting a creationist professor I had in college. Oh, I know. (laughs) I know. Yeah, the whole routine. Oh, jeez. The anthropic principle. Right, um, but no, that's the thing, because if, yeah, it's like, no, okay, assume that, simply assume that there are many more murders, and those to which there is not a Columbo or Monk around simply go unsolved. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what's funny in the in the Father Brown stories is a lot of the things he solves aren't murders. It just weird things happen, and people think there might have been a murder, and then he actually debunks that there was a murder, <laughs> which I always kind of liked. It's like it's not a wall-to-wall cavalcade of murders when he's around. He solves other weird little quirky cases and stuff as well, so I kind of like that, too. But anyway. 
Anyway, we should wrap it up. It's been two hours. My God, oh, yeah. we're going to have to trim this down. A bit. Oh, yeah, we did um, a horrible job. <laughs> we did a great job. Ah, it's okay. That's the magic of editing, baby. Adam will have fun with this one. <laughs> we will. All right, so yeah, we've rambled all over the web. Idiot. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. I will edit it for you. All right, so to, for, to all of you watching, I'm... I'm I'm a way to whack at this uh, ex extra long version of Inagata Namita, I mean Destroy All Clickbait, uh, and turn it into something watchable. For all of you out there on the web, uh, shine your shoes and uh, howl at the moon. I don't even know how to sign off of these shows anymore. Uh, just wanted to mention we're now on YouTube uh, with the playlist Destroy All Clickbait on my channel, Prankster36. And all the links we've discussed in today's show are there underneath the video, which is a great place to leave comments. Uh, we also have links to our Patreons there. If you like what you hear, please consider uh, becoming a patron for one or both of us, me and Ing. Uh, you'll get access to comics and art, as well as getting to hear this show two weeks early. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout-out to Jack Fierick, who wrote our theme song. And finally, a reminder, I'm on Twitter as Prankster36. Ing is Ingdammit. And Abby is Avi. A-V-I-V-I-A-V-A-I, -A 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 -A, just to be confused. Uh, you can follow one or all of us for updates on Twitter, uh, including notifications for when we're doing the Twitch stream, because we do record the show live on Twitch, uh, so that's fun, so why not join us for that? Uh, but stay, stay frosty and uh, make sure that uh, you don't follow down any... But fo don't follow any cybernetic will-o'-the-wisps off into the dark reaches of the winter web. And we'll see you in two weeks' time, guys. Take care. Bye-bye from all of us at Destroy Outlook Base. <laughs>